Sarah Graham, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. We've been looking forward to this one. So, <laughs> how have you been keeping through all of this and, you know, also moving to Canberra and new job and so there's a whole lot going on for you? Yeah, I, I don't know how I am or, like, it, it all all happened really quick moving here after the season. Um I guess, yeah, started a new job for a few weeks, had a pre-planned holiday with the family, went on that, and then came back and the world is or was about to be how it is now. So it's all been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm I'm okay. Um, just trying to, I guess, get out of this time what, what I need from it rather than getting caught up in trying to learn an instrument or a language and... Not that that's there's anything wrong with that for those people who are doing that, but yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, just hanging out with my dog and um, trying to stay busy and in some some sort of structure, which definitely does not happen every day, unfortunately. But yeah, look, it's been nice to have a little bit of downtime, uh, but you know, ready to get back into the swing of things now. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that. Um... Part of it also is moving to moving to a new city. You're still trying to find your way around the place. How are you finding Canberra? I actually don't mind it. I um, when I first got here and started working, there wasn't a lot of time to do much, um, and particularly now, there's not really much that you are able to do. But uh, you know, I I don't. You know, I know people say there's nothing to do in Canberra and all that, but I quite like it. I think it's quite pretty and out where I'm living is uh, I quite like it so yeah look not doing much haven't seen much did go for a walk around I think it was Lake Burley Griffin yeah I'm I really like it I'm obviously very busy so there's not a lot of time to do stuff but sorry I was I'm not now but yeah I'm looking forward to sort of exploring a few more things when when these restrictions lift and we can start do a bit more Tell me something with with the with the AIS. Uh, have you been doing uh, any remote things? It seems to be coming the be becoming the flavour of the month. Yeah, we um, so basically we're doing a couple of sessions a week where the girls all log on to Zoom. I think along with every other person in Australia that's doing that. Um, and we sort of, I guess, trying to get them through like a workout that's as high intensity as we possibly can. You know, with with what they've got at their home or what they can have access to or, you know, they've all got a ball. So that's pretty much what we're working with. Some are luckier than others. But, yeah, we're definitely obviously working from home and just trying to make the best of the situation and and get out, you know, it's a good time for people to work on what some of their weaknesses or things that we don't have time to work on, you know, when they're at the AIS and their daily training environment. They've got time now to, you know, whether it's weekend stuff or something to do with their shot. They've got all the time in the world to sort of work on that. So there are positives, but we're tr- just trying to make the best, I think, uh, utilising that online remote platform. Let's, I, I want to sort of talk a little bit about last season, your your last season in WNBL as, as captain of the Flames. It was an odd season. It had a lot of potential and it, it swung around a bit. But what did you think of the season and how it progressed? Yeah, I think... Um, Look, we had a slow start, which I think we've done every year. Um, not that we were worried about that, but we had people in and out. Uh, don't ask me who got injured first and when, because I can't remember it all. Just it seems like a blur right now. But I think it was just before 
Colleen did her knee. We were starting to get a bit of momentum. I think we won two in Melbourne and Southside or Bendigo and Southside. I could be wrong. And we had some really, I guess, gritty wins there, which was starting to, I guess, give us confidence in that middle bit of the season and sort of starting to play some basketball that we, we could enjoy but was good to watch and um, just a good style. Yeah, there were there were a few games through through that period where even where it was a loss, it was it was hard fought. The team yeah. really put in some really amazing performances. If a couple of balls had gone the other way, it could have changed <clears throat> the result. Oh yeah, and look, I think that can work both ways as well. We had some close wins, and you know, I think there was there was definitely some games where we fought and still didn't get the win, and there was some disappointing games as well, um, where. You know, maybe we just didn't play the way we wanted to, or that we trained to, and and put in, you know, put into place what we'd worked on during the week and the weeks leading up to that. You know, I think it was such a disruptive year. We had basically three starters gone, and obviously Alice at the end was just the cherry on top. But look, I think as you, it was just a really disruptive season, and um, I think for Frog coming in, in as a first year coach, like that's. It's not going to get much worse than that for her in terms of injuries and people having to sit out. So next year will probably be a breeze for her. Yeah, yes, frustrating. But she mentioned in the when we, with the, in the podcast that we did with her that she felt that the the injuries actually helped helped her as a coach to kind of overcome um, mm. that sort of like that newness that she brought as a her, as a head coach. In terms of that sort of stuff, you learn more from that stuff happening than. Um, winning and everything going smoothly, obviously winning's great and um, much more enjoyable. But and and players as well. Like from a season like that, you can only learn. If you don't learn something, then you're stupid. Um, it's a bit harsh, but um, in terms of her for a first year, like it's it's. I don't think she'll ever have a season like that um, with players having to sit out and, and season-ending injuries. Um, yeah, look, as frustrating as it was, like you said, it, it, potential-wise, there was. In those games where we sort of were playing our brand of basketball and what we were trying to do consistently, which we didn't probably didn't get it as consistent as we would want to. Um, if we have a full squad or full strength, or even you, you take two of those injuries out, um, you know, it would would have been interesting and quite nice to see where we could have taken it. Whether that's winning a championship, I'm, I'm not saying that, but at least getting to finals and having a crack and, and finishing in that top four. Um, or having the opportunity down the end of the season to sort of win a game that'll get you into the top four, or just be in that position. Yeah, um, I think I think the team really had that that potential where injuries really impacted what could have been yeah. really good seasons. Yeah, and I get look in saying that too. I think even with those injuries, this last season gone and the season before that with Cheryl, um, there was games still with those people out that we should have won. We could have won them um, and we just didn't down the stretch. And whether that's experience or, um, I guess, gelling and chemistry with that group that was left on the floor, I don't know. But, you know, in saying all of that and it was disappointing, there was definitely games we should have still won with the roster we did have. So there is that. But, yeah, look, injuries are never good for a team. They're going to happen um, no matter how prepared you are at times. But, Look disappointing from that standpoint, and obviously gutted for the girls that did get injuries. Um, and the long wait that a couple of them do have, but yeah, still like you said, potentials there, and and we saw flashes and glimpses. Um, hopefully in the years to come, they can sort of string that together, and that injury curse can just 
go somewhere else. You know, I was I was looking back at your uh, at, at your career history. You spent a lot of time at Logan with a, a short break at Sydney, a quick um, diversion over to Perth, and then back to Sydney. Um, mm. How did you find all that? There's, there's a lot of lot of different teams. How did you how did you find that for yourself? Yeah, look, that was I think I, that was fun for me. I would have loved. And this is nothing against any other clubs I've played for and definitely not Sydney. But for me, like Logan was home um, in Brisbane and that team, that's always going to be such a special memory that, that time there. So that for me, that was, I would have loved to have played there for my whole career. So when that, when that folded in, I can't remember what year that was, but that was pretty gutting. And obviously I had to go find somewhere else to play. Um, I think I went to Perth after that. Perth, yeah. West Coast Waves. Yeah, so look, I mean, moving to Perth, that was that was a lot of fun. I was living on the beach, and I was only there for one season, and then I think they changed back to the links. But like doing moves like that, as 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 sad and and all of that as I guess Logan not being a thing anymore, it was you know it was just another adventure for me to move to the West Coast and I guess get to that was pretty much a dream living on the beach and playing basketball full time. Um, met some met amazing people. I think wherever I went. Um, you know, and then I guess coming back to Sydney after I think I did my knee was that really felt like being back home for me with some family down down there, and then obviously staying for the next four seasons. But yeah, I guess moving around, as I said, I would have loved to have played for Logan my whole career with that group and um, being at home in Brizzy. But yeah, look, I think that's that's part of playing is if you if you can play for that one team your whole career you're pretty lucky and it's pretty special but i've i've i think i've done all right in terms of you know i've met a lot of wonderful people along the way and bouncing around so i'm pretty happy with that let's talk a bit talk a bit about the um your first season with the flames um <clears throat> it was a pretty special season yeah yeah it wasn't bad uh, 2017 16 that, 17 yeah that year was I was coming back from injury, so I was a bit underdone and, and whatever you want to call it. But I guess coming back into a group like that was like even that year we had a slow start, so it was a bit of a roller coaster. I think Cheryl was pulling her hair out after the first three week weeks. I think she was talking to every mentor she'd ever had, seeing how she could get us to play defense, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but we just had a nice mix that year. Um, you look at the group, it's a little bit strange, but we just. I think we had some up-and-coming superstars who you know, obviously were working on their game all the time. And I think, yeah, we had Leilani in the point spot running the show. So I think any team that she's in is going to be pretty successful, um, as you've seen the last couple of years or a few years with her. But, yeah, that was a, a whirlwind ro- roller coaster. Again, I think we – yeah, that was the year we had some injuries where we had Loz, Nicholson, Jen Hampson out – Talia out. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, Loz was out for for a while with the shoulder injury, was it? Uh, oh, I can't even remember. Something outrageous. But yeah, look, that was people were in and out, and I don't know how Cheryl's got any hair left. But yeah, and then I think we finished on an eleven zero run and got Dandenong in two games in yep. the championship and. And then that next week of my life, I've got no idea what happened. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I can say you, you um, at the, at the after party, you behaved well. 
I don't believe that for a second. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a special year. Um, just one of those years where you had people happy to take a back seat, um, but still work their asses off. And um, I think we had a young Talia, a young Ali Wilson, who were really starting to hit their straps. Um, obviously, Lay was there, so that was that was very handy having her. And then we had Asia Taylor, Jen Hampson as our two imports who um, – I know Asia's a fiery one, but, God, she was good for us those two years. And, and Jen just happy to play that role, and she, she was big time for us as well. Oh, uh, Jen, was, Jen was special. I mean, yeah, that she had this ability to just stand there and stop stuff. Yeah, I don't think I went in the keyway at training. I don't really go in the keyway anyway, but definitely wasn't going near it at training. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and obviously Snelly, you know, I think that year people were telling, you know, she should retire and then comes out in the last game of the finals and had something like a 15-point quarter or something and we said to her, you've got a couple more in you, mate. But, um, yeah, look, we had it was just a special group and everyone knew what role to play and just one of those nice mixes of people and, and coaching staff that only come around every so often. Um, so yeah, really special memory and something I'm bloody glad to have been a part of and yeah. And you had, um, your, your partner in laughs there as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. She, she was there. I'm assuming you're talking about Shanae. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. She, and she's one of those players that I'm talking about, just happy to play that role for, you know, genuinely happy to play a role that's needed of them, not trying to get what they want to get out of it. For everybody who was like observing the team during that season, the one thing that really came across was the chemistry between you two. You guys were like <laughs> always joking, always having a good time. And I think that also would have helped the the atmosphere with the team as well. Oh, they wouldn't have won without us, Paul. Really. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> yeah, and I know it's silly, but I think we, and that was, I guess, for us too that season and, and then every other season after that, we, I think we took a lot of pride in just trying to keep it lighthearted. Like, we had a really funny group anyway, but um, I think that was something the two of us knew we could always do. And and obviously, Shez was all for that back then. Um, so it just, like, fit well and it was came natural to us just to be idiots and, well, there's plenty of other idiots in the team as well, so it all it all worked pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think we took pride in that being the idiot of the team and making sure it was always a good time and enjoyable, and and it definitely was. Um, and yeah, just such a good group to be a part of. Like I said, they don't come around often, and that's no disrespect to any other groups that we've both played with, but just one of those really weird years where it just clicked. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really special team that one. And while you were here in Sydney, you started making a transition across to coaching as well. Yeah, that was probably never as a player when I was about five six years ago when I was um, probably a bit more serious than I have been lately. Uh, it was never something I wanted to. I wasn't one of those players who wanted to naturally transition. In case I was um, sorry, in fact, I was really not opposed to it. Just really didn't want to do it. Like I had other interests outside of basketball that, you know, I was doing at uni and, and whatever else. But, yeah, I guess since the move back to Sydney four years ago, I sort of 
you know, Karen Dalton wrote me in to coach at Hornsby, uh, one of the associations, and really lucky to have gotten involved with them and the kids and the families that are there because that was a really special four years again of probably, um, I guess, sparked that fire for coaching or, or one of the big things that did. I'd always done a little bit on the side of playing, um, whether it was at schools or individuals and all that. But, yeah, Hornsby was probably the start of that and where I sort of did grow that passion, I guess, of coaching teams and, and young players wanting to develop their game. Um, but, yeah, no, I was really thankful to get involved with that club and um, really happy that I got that four years there. And you, you also did a lot of um, coaching with uh, wheelchair basketball. Uh, yeah, that was – I think that was after we – just after we won the championship back in 2017. I sort of just had that um, – I think that was just right place at the right time sort of thing um but yeah coaching at n swiss as uh, a head coach of their wheelchair basketball program uh at the time honestly i had no idea about wheelchair basketball um but that just kept kept getting said that that didn't matter it's just basketball um and the more i more i coached and the more i worked there the more i realized that was not true but yeah again that was really i think i was there for maybe two and a half years uh learned so much away from the court in terms of, um, I guess, the business side of it, admin, um, welfare of your players, all that sort of stuff that you hear about that you don't really, I guess, as a player, you have no idea about it really. Um, and as a coach, just coaching a whatever team, you, you really don't have to deal with it. There's other people that do that. Um, so thankful for that. Like that was probably a big thing, I guess. And uh, probably the next step in me retiring, I was – sort of doing that and trying to play at the same time and it really wasn't working as much as I loved both both sides of that. Um, it's probably made this decision now a little bit easier. Um, but, yeah, really fortunate to get in, involved with the wheelchair basketball and that was Lee Gooding who gave me that opportunity first up and, and from there really lucky to get involved in the national program with the women and the juniors and got to get over to some overseas tournaments. Um, yeah, look, I, I do miss that stuff now. Um, I love what I do now, but I do miss those little coaching gigs that, that I was doing while I was playing, that's for sure. Bringing that on to, to what you're doing now, you've, you're down at the AIS. Is it, do you see that as um, kind of like a, a, an interesting opportunity to grow your coaching skills and, and maybe look at other opportunities in the future? or? Um, yeah, to be honest, I haven't really looked too far beyond this um I think this is obviously trying to navigate that and, and granted it's only been three weeks of of the job or three or bit three and a bit and then obviously COVID swung into action but yeah I haven't I think this this is probably right where I need to be right now and I'm quite happy to this like I'm already learnt so much on the floor off the floor you know getting to work with the country's next best young kids is every day is pretty amazing and there's I guess that for me there's no days to slack off um and it's it's exciting I don't think there's been any there's obviously frustrating parts of, of certain aspects um as you'd expect in any any job but every day is, is something new even though you're sort of doing the same stuff every day um it's 
definitely gets you out of bed in the morning no matter what time it is. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting back there because it is, like I said, it's just I'm where I'm at right now, I'm just a sponge and there's no part of it I don't like, um, which is is partly is very refreshing but um, and weird, I think. You know, it doesn't feel like you're working. And that, that's always that's always a really good thing when you feel like it, where it's fun to go to work. Yeah, and I I know, I know there's a lot I'm probably not having to do that. Really, the head coach is having a having to do, and I'm sure as I become more familiar with you know the day to day and and all the other stuff, I'll I'll get a bit more of that in. But look, it's yeah, are you surrounded by best athletes in the world or in Australia? Just being at the AIS and the people you see around the place is pretty amazing but um yeah look i'm looking forward to getting back back there and hopefully back to work soon um just because it's very engaging i guess is, is one word and it's just yeah everything that i'm doing I, i'm loving no matter how repetitive it, it repetitive it is um or as simple it is it as it is it's just yeah i guess when you're doing something you love all day and all different aspects of it it's pretty cool touched on this i was going to ask What's it like being at the AIS all the time? Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a different world, that's for sure. You, I mean, you sur- first off, you're surrounded by like world class facilities, and you sort of get you desensitised to that a little bit. So you, you sort of don't take it for granted. I wouldn't say, but you know, that's what you expect every day, and every day you get it. Um, so that's very cool. You, yeah, like I said, the athletes you see around are, you know, either the best in Australia or. Or thereabouts, or best in the world. So it's it's just, I guess, elite. You're just surrounded by elite people, elite programs, and and facilities. And and like I said, it's for me getting to see from other sports the people you see around the AIS, whether whether it's at the cafe or just walking by, is you know these celebrities in the sporting world. It's it's pretty cool. Which sports person is kind of like taking you by? You've been most awestruck to see. Um. Oh, there's been a few. I reckon Kate Campbell, the swimmer, just wandered past one day. That was kind of cool. Uh, is it Ricky Stewart? Is he the Canberra coach, NRL? Yeah. Yeah, he was just hanging out at the cafe one day. Patria Thomas is around a bit. And you know what they were all thinking, don't you? They're all thinking, wow, that's Sarah Graham. I knew that, but, you know, I was on to the next thing. Busy. <laughs> No time to stop. No time to stop. <laughs> I mean, you've you've played internationally. Um, do you think the the experience on the international stage has helped with your coaching? Um, I think any experience you have, good or bad, as a player, has helped. I haven't had a lot of international experience, and I went to two World Uni Games, which were amazing, uh, just in themselves, just to be at. I think I'm a big believer you can learn something or, you know, from everyone, uh, whether that's something you don't want to do or you, you don't want to do it that way uh, or whether it's obviously a positive or, wow, that's really cool or that really works sort of thing. For me, I think I wouldn't say that the international stuff's great, uh, absolutely, but I think most of my experience is playing, whether that's WNBL, ABA, whatever it is, um, have really, I think, helped me as a coach and I've got so far to go and so much to learn. I don't even know what I don't know, um, which is a, a little bit exciting. There's just so much out there. But I definitely think 
just generally playing for me. I've been in so many different situations, good and bad, and everything in between. Um, and then the few little coaching things. I think just all of it, I think you learn from everywhere you go, every situation. But, yeah, for sure being a part of those international and then the wheelchair stuff as well, that's um, and that's just a whole different side of it too that, you know, and you learn so much of off-court sort of preparation, um, you know, what you should be doing, uh, recovery, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, there's just so much that goes into it as a coach and as a staff member of a team. You don't, as a player, you just don't get that. I mean, I know as you get a bit older, you, you sort of appreciate what, what staff do and, and how much goes into it. But, yeah, until you've been on the other side of it, I think there's just so much that goes into it. And so learning all that for me as well as the playing stuff has been has been pretty special. How do you feel about the, the hookup between the Kings and the Flames? Oh, that's exciting. I think huge, obviously, for the Flames. I think, you know, the two Premier Sydney teams to be connected like that can only make both better. I know the the games we had before them at Kudos Bank Arena were, you know, we were getting, even though it's in a huge stadium, it didn't look like there was a lot of people there, but we're getting way more people come that little bit earlier to check us out. And if, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what exactly it's going to look like in terms of um, that stuff, but I think to have the backing of some a powerhouse like the Kings, you know, it's. I think most club or all clubs, if they've got that men's team in their city, need to be doing it if they can. I know everyone would probably love. I don't know if they would or they wouldn't, but yeah, I think for the Flames, I know Karen Dalton worked really, really hard and um, with the guys from the uni to get that across the line. But when I heard that and saw that media release, it made me very happy. Um, you know, Sydney Uni would be amazing to us. I know we'll still stay connected to them. Um, but yeah, just I think that relationship it's always been there but to have something official is um very pleasing and i think a big relief for a lot of people how's cecil coping with the with the shift to canberra um he's not happy about how low the degrees are getting right now but right now he's loving the fact i'm home all the time because he gets a run every day um although he's got a bit of a sore paw at the moment, so he's not too happy about that. But I think he's pretty happy in his yard. There's a few dogs that he likes to bark with during the day. Not sure they're happy barks, but it's some interaction nonetheless. I think if we can get through winter together, he'll be okay. Um, He he hasn't said he doesn't like it, so that's a good thing. And and how does he express his displeasure with the uh, temperature? Uh, he sits at the door, look, death staring me and crying as loud as he possibly can until I give in, which is probably not the right thing to do, as that's just encouraging that sort of behaviour. <laughs> Sarah, thanks very much for your time today, and really look really enjoyed the the conversation. Looking forward to maybe catching up with you sometime in the future. Looking forward to it. Got plenty of time. Thanks, Paul.